Okay, and now we're back with another episode of Food in the Hood. That's right. Hey, <laughs> it's been quite a while, Ben, since it's just the two of us. I know it's just. I think almost all the episodes from this year are interviews. That's right. Yeah, we've brought on a lot of different guests onto the show, and I think that's been really good for us to, you know. Get to show our audiences different sides of the food industry through people who are, you know, more enmeshed in that particular field. But it's been a while, and、yeah. it's also our fiftieth episode anniversary. So we're like, let's、That's、bring、true. back the old <laughs> Ben and Amanda show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And、um, you know, a lot has changed. Or yes, over this,、uh, uh, Amanda, you want to fill us in? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs>、uh-huh. I guess I should give a life update. So,、um, around May of 2022, so about two and a half months back, I actually left my old job at PepsiCo, where I was working with the Gatorade brand、uh, as a product developer, and I've since joined an ingredient company called Tate and Lyle,、uh, located in Chicagoland, where. Uh, as a tech service representative, so yeah,、mm-hmm. big major、uh, career, you know, right. change. You, <laughs> you went to the other side. I went to the other side. Wow,、yeah. what a different side it is. <laughs> <laughs> so,、uh, Tate and Lyle, what do they? They're a sugar company or starch? Yeah. So Tate and Lyle is an ingredient supplier.、Um, so they. They're experts、um, in sweeteners, texturants, and stabilization、mm-hmm. systems. So you know, think of your、uh, stevia, monk fruit, starches. You know,、uh, stabilizer systems for plant milks. We we can make all of those, and we work very closely with our clients to develop the right solutions for their particular need, and then supply them those ingredients. So nice. Yeah. Nice. It's different, though. I remember、yeah. when I was at PepsiCo, emailing people at Tate and Lyle asking for samples, and you know, now <laughs> I'm the person fulfilling those sample requests for right. people. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and、um, you know, that's that's kind of interesting, right? And, and to see all the dynamics uh, around uh, food product development and and how、uh, the product companies are always the center of the show, but then oh yeah. All these smart people around them that yeah, 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 that yeah. doing all, all the different bits and pieces. Ingredients、yeah. suppliers do a lot, like do、yeah. a lot, like basic research or even just like helping out, you know, people and clients. Right, and that's kind of like、uh, everybody kind of knows Tesla, right?、Uh, and it's the car company, but then behind them, well, Tesla does a lot of their internal stuff, but then. Uh, what people don't really look at are the battery companies or the energy、mm. companies that also is powering the electric vehicle industry.、Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's kind of the similarities that we could draw with、uh, yeah. the food ingredients. That's a、suppliers. great analogy because, like, major advances in energy storage and battery is like what is driving, like you said, the the electric car industry and like advances、mm-hmm. in battery.、Uh, you know. You know, charging faster or whatever it is, like all of those make electric vehicles become a, I guess, success, right? So it's、mm-hmm. the same with I、yep. feel like a lot of when you look at food companies, actually a lot of the innovation happens both at CPGs, but also a lot of it happens at the ingredient supplier side in order to、mm-hmm. culminate in a food product that consumers ultimately see, right? The、totally. work starts early. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and, 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 you know, it's summertime and we're talking about uh, the product versus ingredient food companies. And one of the occasions that they really meet uh, is at um, trade shows and com- uh, conferences. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we are, uh, you know, we podcasted through the COVID times. And now uh, it seems like this summer is one of the uh, uh, first occasions where everyone well most people felt comfortable of uh attending uh these live conferences and trade shows so we really saw a a big wave of posts on linkedin and seeing uh, a a lot of actions from companies attending uh, trade shows again so we thought that it would be a nice opportunity for us to also uh, share some of our experience uh, our conferencing experiences and also uh, the granularities of conferences just in the food industry. I think Absolutely. those are kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. And and maybe we can talk a little bit about what's the difference between a trade show and a conference for maybe people mm-hmm. who haven't gone to these before. Yeah, both uh, of them are large. <laughs> they, they're big. There's a lot of people. You need to wear comfortable shoes. <laughs> uh-huh. No stilettos. Maybe maybe save that for the after party. Um, <laughs> but I think trade shows, it kind of says it in the name, right? Trade. So really, it, it's a kind of a setting for companies where they can exhibit their product offerings to an audience um, mm-hmm. who, you know, would be the target audience for buying their products. And these are usually very industry specific. So maybe mm-hmm. it's all food, right? In the sense, like food ingredients, right? In the sense of how, what, the kind of trade shows that we might go to in the food yeah. industry. Um, but in other industries, it might be like, I don't know, mechanical parts for, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or boats. I don't know. I'm, I'm making this up, we but have, it's like very um, specific to the industry, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I could get, uh, give an example of, a, let's say, a precision control trade mm-hmm. show. So those would involve companies that are making motors, rails, uh, the control systems uh, for all kinds of stuff. Uh, could be like a robotic arm, could be mm-hmm. for the, the electric window going up and down in your cars, yeah. for example. Like those type of things. Uh, there's like a common interest and it's also for the suppliers to meet potential buyers mm-hmm. and customers. Yeah. Right? And it's yeah. really fun too because you get to see things like you know, in 3D, in real life. And especially for mm-hmm. food trade shows, there's usually a lot of food sampling going on, which, yeah. you know, people people enjoy. <laughs> yeah, and the big one in, uh, I think it was in, uh, I don't know if it's still in San Francisco, but yeah, a few years ago, the Fancy Food Show. Oh, uh, yeah. I have heard I of it, but I haven't gone. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the more uh, trendy, uh, certainly food, uh, startup or, or, or more, more new food concept driven type of trade show where mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, booth and attendees are interested in uh, the new food trends and they meet and uh, it's a very heavy um, well that that basically that was like you get free samples of kombucha like five or six years ago <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah right it's kind of like what's on the forefront right which yeah, is very yeah, yeah. exciting yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so that's kind of on the trade show piece. And then for the conference piece, to be honest, I haven't gone to as many conferences as Ben. So Ben, do you kind of want to give a uh, overview of what conferences look like? 
and what the book yeah is. I also haven't gone to that that I many conferences. I feel like you've gone to quite a few already this year. I have the variety, but I haven't really the the, the kind of the longevity of staying on top of one conference right. for okay, many years. Okay, you're the veteran right? on this call, so you can <laughs> you can give us a run. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, conferences are on the other hand probably focus more on talks and, and lectures, uh, workshops. So it's exchange of the information essentially. And that can come from uh, the leading experts from uh, the industry or from academics. Um, and part of the focus or uh, a, a different group of audience were there, uh, namely a lot of students and a lot of, um, let's say, uh, uh, young researchers right, would go. And also that could be opportunities for them to network and to uh, potentially find jobs for their future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess the key mm-hmm. difference is whereas trade shows to make connections and show product offerings and potentially close on a sale. <laughs> yeah, from right, the ingredient right. side, right from the uh-huh. CPG side, finding a solution to a problem you're having. Conferences is more uh-huh. on education. Yeah, in that that piece the hope for conversion is less. Yeah, <laughs> hopeful conversion. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, because Amanda and I, when we started the podcast, we were both grad students and yes. involved with the IFT, Student Association uh, mm-hmm. Institute of Food Technologists. So- Which is probably the biggest, I would say, uh, food science, food industry society mm-hmm. um, across the whole world, right, in terms of membership. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I, mean, I've been to a, a few in, the, in Europe. Um, yeah. Like, conferences or, or similar style of organization um, mm-hmm. but the scale is incomparable to yeah. what IFT has yeah. yeah 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 so how would you describe IFT for people who just never have gone to one of those mm-hmm. uh, I would say it's like walking a 10k but <laughs> having a lot of uh, samples in your face as you go through that. Okay, that's that's like the the, yeah. the what I experienced as a student, where where I didn't yeah. kind of know what was going on my first time there. But um, I think I think IFT is definitely more of a trade show with a little bit of sprinkling of like conference type um, discussions and panels. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So. The main thing about IFT, I feel like a lot of people go to is what they call the expo. So this is a giant place. Um, We have probably, I want to say like hundreds of different booth exhibitors. Oh, for sure. In the hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Where um, they kind of, you know, showcase your products. You get to try things, taste things. Since this, these are typically food ingredient companies. Um, there might be a lot of samples of food products that have their ingredients incorporated so they can show the functionality. But right. there's actually also a fair amount of um, suppliers who are like, you know, they might be Shimatsu. Uh, they might be people who are making HPLC instruments mm-hmm. that can be employed in food analysis labs. So there's like a fair bit of type of equipment suppliers as well or someone who might make, you know, UHT pilot machines that you can have in a pilot plant. Um, so everything mm-hmm. you can think of related to food, where there is a supplier trying to sell something to someone, they might have a booth there. 
I would right. say that's the biggest part of it. And there's also um, quite a few, uh, I guess, like educational sessions where they might have panels, let's say, on you know sustainability from you know, I don't know insect protein or whatever that might be, right? Um, and then there's also a component where it's very student centric and student focused. So um, product mm-hmm. development competitions for uh, undergrad and graduate students or um, posters and oral sessions for kind of uh, graduate students and undergraduate students who want to present yeah, like research, research type of yeah. showcase. So there's definitely that portion, but I feel like the attendees for those are kind of more sparse and limited to people mm-hmm. who are, you know, maybe I am also presenting a poster. So I go look at other people's posters, right? It's kind yeah, of hidden yeah, yeah. on like the second and third floor compa- yeah. compared to the giant um, trade show level on the ground floor usually. Well, that's like the overall reflection of how food industry interacts with each other, right? <laughs> I think that's really <laughs> like accurate. The academics are always clustered together. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, well, everyone else is chasing the dollar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. <laughs> No, the academics also chase the dollar somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. They chase they chase funding. Yeah, indeed, right? indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, and all of these, the expo happens in like a giant conversion center type of place, right? So mm-hmm. a big hall mm-hmm. um, that you may have seen like an auto show or some um, other type of event yeah. that would host in those places. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, and also often attached, you have some type of uh, classroom, uh, smaller conference room type of setting for mm-hmm. the uh, for, for the talks. Right. Yeah. Right. And and, and this I is, guess. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, this is like the biggest, right? So so uh, it, it's kind of a trade show plus a conference together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think the. Uh, IFT is the one where a lot of big suppliers have booths there. So, you know, the Cargill's, DuPont, Tate & Lau, ingredients, uh, ingredients of the world. But there's also mm-hmm. smaller ingredient trade shows like Supply Side East, um, etc. I haven't gone to those personally myself. Um, yeah. But what I'm curious about, Ben, is when you were with Gastrograph, did you have an opportunity to kind of go to different trade shows? Um, to talk with potential customers and clients? Yeah, I, you know, when I worked for Gastrograph, we didn't really go to, I didn't really go to any of the more uh, trade show-y type of conf- uh, events, right? I actually went to some more conferences mm. uh, because I, I worked for the R&D department. So we were also kind of interested in technology overall mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more than, um, let's say, to make the uh, uh, connections with uh, potential clients. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and and uh, I, I, since we're on this topic, we could speak a little bit about, like, I think the different types of conferences in mm-hmm. the food industry. Um, because, you know, conferences, really, you're making connections with people, you're learning, exchange information, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since food is such a broad topic, Absolutely. Um, there are so many different types of conferences yeah. that you could go. Um, and, and I think uh, about, uh, I don't know, when was IFT? A month ago? Or was, a month yeah, and it was, half ago? It, it was July, like early mid July. Okay. So about a okay, month. Okay, yeah. Right. So a month ago, there was IFT, so this giant event that we just described. Um, and um, 
in uh no sorry it was just the past week or the first week of august uh, august there's also the iafp so international association of food protections so this is where mm-hmm. the food safety uh, mm-hmm. experts come out yeah. together um so these are people who work in uh, food safety and quality um uh, or, or, and this could uh, be the food companies but also could be uh quick service restaurants like, like mm-hmm. chipotle it would probably go and, and oh, to, to learn things yeah. about food safety and uh you know practices in general yeah uh, so this is kind of a discipline specific so like a sub topic type of mm-hmm. um a conference that within right. the uh the general food umbrella um, and you also have a lot of the product specific or the material specific conferences mm-hmm. you have american dairy science association so all right. the dairy foods topics and, and mm-hmm. that's uh, uh, uh where you want to go and, and there's also the grain and cereal conference so mm-hmm. with the recent uh kind of the trend and the upcoming of plant-based proteins that conference overall i think uh just grew a lot yeah as as a as a field uh yeah overall and you also have the american oil chemist or or Mm -hmm. the american brewing chemist so all the different type of uh, discipline or 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 the uh material specific conferences Mm -hmm. um and you have the sensory scientists who also have their own professional conference and all of these are basically um the smaller size symposium talk uh research uh poster presentation type of conference right mm-hmm. they, they go much more in depth in terms yeah. of the technology uh then they're, they're much more technical compared to uh let's say some of the talks that you gave gave or hear from uh, ift mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's really amazing because hearing you describe everything right from dairy to grains to cereal yeah. to brewing chemistry like that yeah. just really shows how multifaceted the food industry is right that uh-huh. there's all these different food matrices first of all you can you can chop them up in different ways and have conferences around that yeah. or you can chop it up around like the profession of what kind of you know, area you work within food science, so whether you're like a microbiologist, right, mm-hmm. or whether mm-hmm. you're a sensory professional, right? And I think it's, yeah. it's amazing that there's just so many different, I guess, like societies that have been formed to give people mm-hmm. that community and to give people that opportunity to learn about, like Ben said, what's the cutting edge technology there, to learn about, um, you know, what, what sort of cool research is being done in all these fields. Um, and I guess, like, I'm very curious, too, because I haven't gone to as many of these. But um, now that you're in Europe, right, and having gone to mm-hmm. some in the U.S., like the dairy uh, science one versus some of the ones you've gone to in Europe, what, what do you see as, I guess, similarities or differences between conferences across the atlantic yeah. ocean <laughs> yeah I, I to be quite honest i've only been to one uh, in-person conference in the uh, sorry in europe uh, uh, for obvious reasons um, mm-hmm. but the one that i went was also so it's called european federation of food science and society or food science and technology mm-hmm. sorry uh, in short it's called EFOST. okay right? so this is also well 
before I went, I thought it was kind of the equivalent IFT yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. Um, because how broad of a focus it is uh, as a as a professional society and, and conference, right? Um, but so it, it happened last year. It will happen again. It's normally held uh, towards the end of the year, so in in November. Uh, I went last year. Um, it was hosted in in um, by the, uh, 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 the Nestle company, mm-hmm. right? So so in in uh, Switzerland, um, but overall the conference is it's much smaller of a scale, right? Compared mm-hmm. to perhaps thousands, if not tens of thousand people, mm-hmm. will like overall IFT would host. Uh, this is a conference that we're talking about hundreds or tens of hundred people, right? Maybe mm-hmm. in the thousands. That's it. So um, this number of people, uh, and, and they're very limited, I'd say, um, trade show going on. There are a few, you know, startup pitches and, all, um, you know, more of a more low-key event. I'm not sure if it's because of uh, COVID, the impact of COVID, uh, that the size of it really reduced, or um, it just hasn't been a, a tradition uh, mm-hmm. because there are many ingredients uh, trade shows and more industry events. So, so I, I feel like to answer your question, one of the differences is that uh, maybe in Europe, the academic and the industry or, or the networking type of conferences are very separated, right? Mm-hmm. Trade shows are trade shows and conferences are, you know, quite focused on research mm-hmm. and innovations uh, per mm-hmm. se. Yeah, it's not as like intermingled as in, in the U.S., yeah, it could could be, yeah. Or, or uh, you do see a fair bit of industry presence mm-hmm. in the conference, in, in the IFOS conference. Uh, but those are typically, the, they're not salespeople there, right? So, yeah. so it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's the, um, the, the, the science and technology officers. Yeah, they won't be like, hold up one minute. That's a great question. Let me pull in my uh-huh. technical counterpart so that you can get the best <laughs> answer to your question. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. And, and, and normally these um, uh, kind of the uh, research veterans in, in the uh, uh, companies are, are really experts, right? Because mm-hmm. you would say meet someone from Mars uh, who probably have worked on chocolate for 20, 30 years. Yeah. And they really yeah. have a lot of uh, experience and, and, yeah. and um, contributions to a, a, a academic or a, a scientific conference. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool just to get to meet people who have spent so much time in a very specific field in one thing. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, you and I are pretty early on in our careers, right? Like we right. graduated from undergrad, what, 2017? So that's only five mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. So, but, you know, thinking about people who have more experience in like flavor science or dairy science for longer than we've been alive. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They right? still haven't retired. <laughs> haven't retired. Like, yeah. I don't know, Dr. Gary Renacious just pops into my mind, right? Like, yeah. he always, whenever I mention to people like, hey, I used to like do research with Gary. Everyone knows uh, Gary, you know, oh gosh. he's been around so long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Gary. Yeah, I know Gary. Didn't he like X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z? And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of, it's interesting to, uh, to, to see how, because how, the dynamic really changes because as a young researcher, a grad student, 
yeah. uh, you're more exposed, right? Yeah. Well, or I mean, your daily life, you're more mm-hmm. exposed to professors. Yes. Right? And professors are really built differently from I these type of totally industry agree. veterans. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my uh-huh. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, as a professor, like people are not really in it for the money <laughs> that much. Right. As much as like they have a very specialized like like they have a degree. A lot of them have a degree of like passion and work ethic that mm-hmm. really shines through when you talk to them. So I think like when you're an undergrad and grad students and you have access to that, you should absolutely take advantage and just like talk to them. Most of them mm-hmm. are very welcoming. And because once you're out from school, you just don't get the opportunity to randomly have like office chat with someone who's been doing their you know, special thing and is an expert in the world on this particular field that you can just randomly right. be like, hey, can I ask you a question or like dig their brain a little bit, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I feel like on the other hand, probably the ones from the industry uh, are more solution driven and they have a lot of more hands-on experiences. And, mm-hmm. and if you yeah. take a, if, if you just want to solve a problem, those may be better people to go to than a uh, than a professor per se, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the professors are more available because they don't they're not affiliated with just one company. Yeah. So, so they're more reachable, and they and they somehow make them they portray them more like the problem solvers. But I feel like internally within each company, you yeah. you have a few go to people. Yeah, you're things. not wrong. There's right? definitely like a few subject matter experts where like a big uh-huh. chunk of the company technical knowledge lays with them. And mm-hmm. if they quit, you're like a little screwed if you don't have like a backup yeah. plan, right? Like if you don't right, have a good right, contingency right. plan. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Um, but yeah, I think another thing that came to mind since we're talking about, you know, people being in the industry for so many years is that conferences and trade shows are, I think a lot of people go there just to be able to connect with people from their past. Um, oh, it's yeah, a, totally. definitely a very social environment. You might think like, oh, scientists, STEM people, they don't uh-huh. like, to, like People have this misconception, but no. Right, right, right. You know, uh, there, there, there are a, a significant subset of people that really want to connect and want to network with others. Yes. And um, yeah, and I, I think it's, that's why probably because you you mentioned that IFT this year was very popular. Right? A lot yeah. of people were there. Yeah, I don't think attendees was what it was like pre-COVID, but there was definitely a, a very substantial portion of people who came just because uh-huh. they miss IFT and miss their friends and want to see right. old people. Like not necessarily because I need to find an ingredient X for project Y, but like mm-hmm. I know people who paid money out of their own pocket just to come here and like their company didn't send them they just paid out of pocket to come here and see friends yeah 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 and i mean it's understandable that the number the overall attendees uh number of attendees went down right because you probably uh because what ift used to have is a lot of international exhibitors Mm-hmm. And That's those right. are probably much reduced this year. Oh yeah, um, but mm-hmm. but uh, um, just within the U.S. is probably very popular still. And um, yeah, you see people, and and that's one of the things is where uh, as academics, um, uh, collaborations are very important. 
And one of the ways to establish collaborations is to go to conferences mm -hmm. right? and to learn what the others are doing and uh, to see potential opportunities that may, uh, uh, you know, fruit, uh, be, be fruitful for, uh, yeah. you know, the future projects. Together. Right. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely go in with a very targeted mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Like of what you want yeah. to gain out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, a lot of these conferences are also, uh, you, you know, conferences have talks, right? So, so you give uh, uh, these presentations that, that are what normally somewhere between 10 to half hour long, depending mm -hmm. on how big of a star you are. <laughs> and <also> yeah. <laughs> how much also just the formality you get. of the conference. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But um, did you go to any uh, at IFT this year? So I ha didn't get a chance, unfortunately. Um, uh -huh. I was working the booths most of the time. And yeah. so I didn't get to see much of the panel sessions. Um, but I, I heard good stuff about them. I just wasn't mm -hmm. there. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. And yeah. I found also uh, myself, I've, I, I went some of these, uh, um, you know, conference talks, right, in general, mm -hmm. the presentations. And I found that they're more... Um, you, you know, they're more topic driven yeah. than let's say um, study driven, right? If we're talking about like mm. a scientific uh, right. study or, uh, versus a scientific topic. Right, so right, right. A lot of the uh, studies uh, are, you know, very focused to answer a specific thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas a, a topic could be like the bitterness in, uh, in pea proteins, mm -hmm, right? So, mm -hmm. so maybe the core of that talk is still just one study. Uh, right. But, but, but you got to phrase it differently to get people. to Yeah, come. exactly. And, and you're, you're not just talking about one specific topic that you don't yeah. the way that you quantify some bitterness uh, yeah. in whatever product. Right. But yeah. you, you, and you also start with something quite broad. Right, so talk, talking about the trend of plant-based proteins, mm -hmm. and, um, and and the, and the difficulties and challenges, and perhaps yeah. you present a few slides on, like, re, like your your real stuff essentially, right? Yeah. As, a, add, as a researcher, yeah. Right. When you go to these talks, you know, do you think that most presenters? gear their content to someone who is already let's say pea protein bitterness right do they gear mm -hmm. their topic towards someone who already knows quite a bit about their compounds and pea protein or is it more to the general scientific audience right like what's the yeah. what's the i guess like trend here that we see yeah i th i think it depends on the conference right they it depends on the so the conf the type of conference determines the expected audience persona right because mm -hmm. like at ift i feel like all the technical talks were a little bit dialed down absolutely uh, because you yeah. have all sorts of right. people who are not right. experts it, but you it, know just exactly. to see what's out there right yeah yeah and, and in contrast uh the uh american data science association conference that i went mm -hmm. those are quite specific Right, like they don't have to re-explain what whey and casein. Is. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly, exactly, and and, um, and the same goes with all the different, uh, all, all the other uh, subfield conferences. I feel like if you really want to have a fruitful um, scientific discussion, 
those are the better uh, places to go um, mm -hmm. in terms of those. Um, yeah. But I, I would I would say that, you know, because as academics, the talks are are a bit tricky, right? Because you want to get exposed, uh, but for some reason, you don't want to give everything out. Right? I Maybe, think that's a great yeah. way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't, especially if it's not fully published research yet, and you might have yeah, like exactly. one or two more papers planned for it, or you want to have like an IP or patent surrounding something. Mm -hmm. You want to let your name known, but you don't want someone to take your idea and run with it and come up with a paper yeah. first, right? Exactly. Unfortunately, the war of academia is like we want to say like it's all about knowledge and sharing, but it can be a bit cutthroat, right? And it's very much depending True. on like how much you can publish, where you can publish, mm -hmm. right? So that's a really good point because yeah. I remember when I was presenting my poster in grad school. Um, for a certain project I was doing, mm -hmm. this guy came up next to me. He was another presenter and he's like, hey, can I take a photo of your poster? And I was like, oh, I didn't think too much of it. I was like, yeah, sure. And then mm -hmm. later on, my lab mate was like, yeah, you might be careful, want to be careful about that because he is doing like the exact same research and presenting something very similar to what you're doing. <laughs> and so like, I don't know, it could uh -huh. just be like his honest curiosity, right? Or yeah. like, I don't know. But it's, that definitely made me like, oh, I didn't mm -hmm. think of it that way, you know. Yeah, it's it's weird, right? You you certainly want to be a little defensive, but um, I don't know how much of people's really gonna replicate, uh, right? Maybe years of work, or you know, at least months of work from someone uh, by listening to a fifteen-minute talk. Right, they might find yeah. inspirations. Inspirations are easy to grasp, but like from inspiration to realization, that's still a quite long way um, mm. to, uh, to 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 really uh, uh, do something. Right, and mm -hmm. um, uh, that is where I felt like uh, sharing is, is it, it, it's a little tricky to share, um, but it's also uh, um, how you share it. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Because what I found that, um, yeah, because I found that even with some of uh, these uh, talks by the com uh, companies, right, th there are definitely protected technologies that, that mm -hmm. each company has, right? Like, like they, they, yeah. All the players have some niche within yeah. uh, their field. Um, and how do you frame to introduce it to others? And, and uh, you certainly want to give out your uh, competitiveness. Um, but um, a lot of it, uh, it's somehow like more like a black box, right? You, you, could, yeah, you, you yeah. could you could say the results, but like you, you wouldn't explain too much of the mechanism. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like with, well, with posters and with academic sessions, a lot of times they like to call into question like your methodology. So what is your ah, sample yeah, size, yeah, yeah. right? Uh -huh. Like, you know, how did you do this? Like methodology is a big part of it. There's a whole section dedicated to it in your poster mm -hmm. right so i think yes. that's where like people might get a little bit caught up in like oh i don't want someone to steal my how i yeah. do this or that until i uh -huh. publish it right whereas when you're in industry you can just be like oh that's a proprietary patented technology that we use or something like that like you can just say mm -hmm. that and that would be yeah. the end of it right so i think that there's I like feel, a difference yeah. there yeah exactly because much of the uh how do you say it? Like the original research 
the time and resources spent was on the finding and fine tuning the correct methodology. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, that it's takes, exactly. Yeah. It's not even about data collection sometimes. Like 90% right, of your right, time right. is spent on like getting the right methodology down. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so, so if people, uh, well, of course, sharing those, uh, you can share that out. I used yeah. the HPLC, yeah. but like I wouldn't really share my flow rate, my yeah. like everything and in detail of, uh, of those. Yeah. That kind of reminds me, like, since we're talking about this, right? Uh-huh. Now that I am a supplier, when we go to trade shows, we actually do get training on what we can and cannot reveal okay. and what to do <laughs> when a when media and reporters approach us, like who to direct them to, like mm-hmm. what we can and shouldn't say. Um, but even like when potential customers come up to us and they're like, oh, how is this ingredient made? Like what can we mm-hmm. reveal that is like more common knowledge? And what is yeah. something that we shouldn't even say? I totally get it. Yeah. A lot of times, like when we're in these tech service roles, um, we're at the customer facing side, but there are people who do mm-hmm. even more in-depth research and actually create these ingredients, right? Uh, they have a degree of knowledge that we don't have. And mm-hmm. there's purposely a line drawn in between us so that, we don't get too much information as technical service reps as well. Just because mm-hmm. like, if you know something, <laughs> you could accidentally leak it. But if you don't know, then you can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, that's that's something quite interesting, right? And, and, and yeah. also, uh, where is the key information uh, and to to share or, or to, to leak? Uh, depending <laughs> on how you view it, right? Like, because in, in conferences, in, in the whole idea of knowledge sharing, it's called sharing, yes. <laughs> but perhaps on the other hand, if you really are more profit driven, that's called a leak, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That's like leaking confidential information. Nuh-uh. Yeah, yeah, right. That's yeah, yeah. That's definitely something you would be more careful at a conference uh, versus yeah. uh, maybe from the um, on the um, uh, academic side. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but um. Right, so this is just about the conferences in general that we have. Um, Anything else that you want to add? Do you want to share kind of when you were working with GastroGrab, did you have an opportunity to, you know, work the booth for them and what that looks like from a service provider point of view? Uh, Yeah, Uh, well, briefly, there are some conferences that, that I you know, maybe half boosted. Uh, so the other half I was attending talks, mm-hmm. um, but at the booth, yeah, it's, it's something kind of similar to what you just mentioned. Like it's, uh, you know, you, you want to introduce your technology or they have questions that, that you want to answer uh, them about your technology. But on the other hand, right, it's really complicated uh, sometimes to, to answer the details. Uh, and a common strategy is just like to probably get them on a call or on a, on a second discussion, uh, uh, like after the event. For right. Example. It's more for like gathering leads to follow mm-hmm. up on later because it can get ki- kind of noisy. And yeah, know. yeah, yeah, indeed. Right. Yeah. That's that's something I, I learned quite a lot because at first when, when I just joined and, and uh, went to some conferences, I would really 
started to drill into details, and and sometimes also the audience was not in the mood. Yeah, they just want to give you their details. name card and then talk yeah. with you later, right? Because they are Could like, be, I yeah. have other things to go see. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Or so there might be someone who really wants to chat and like is mm-hmm. talking to you for half an hour, and you don't, you know, like you're like, oh, I need, I should attend to this person and. You know, like they're very engaged right now. So yeah, there's like a mix of people for sure. Sure, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So there are all kinds of different type of conferences within the food industry. Uh, mm-hmm. Fancy food show is definitely something even yeah. an individual, uh, a consumer could go. Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As it's it's not a B two B type of conference. I'm gonna look into uh, that. Yeah, but. Um, and and also there's uh, other type of food festivals I think mm-hmm. that are also quite awesome. That that um, say for example there's like the Great American Beer Festival. Yeah, uh, that has yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. to do with. Uh, there's no talk and there's just booth and it's just beer. Beer. Taste beer beer and ethanol. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so and also for other food uh, uh, type like see in vegan food or or other type yeah, of foods. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you're a consumer and you're lot. interested. Yeah. yeah, those are things that you can go. I didn't even know about uh, that until you mentioned it today. So that's... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are yeah, like fancy food show exists for so long already. Really? Um, yeah. So yeah. that's something I, I feel uh, people can can look up on your own. And uh, if you're in the food industry, um, let us know if we missed any any of the mm-hmm. big conferences that we we didn't or or trade yeah. shows that we we missed uh, and. Um, you know, we ha- we really haven't touched on the um, kind of the um, too many conferences uh, complain or discussion that we could have. <laughs> maybe uh, next time. Yeah, maybe next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but hopefully that was kind of a good breakdown of you know trade shows and conferences and our thoughts around those. Um, mm-hmm. If you have comments, feedback, you know, we're we're always open to them. Yes. So you can email us at fihpodcast.gmail.com and um, you can find us and all the previous episodes on the different podcast platforms and uh, give us a five star if you really enjoy our conversations and um, we'll talk to you next time. Till next time. Bye-bye.